Sibilance. 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 Wayne's Your World. Your next word is Wayne's World. <laughs> Syzygy. <laughs> it's party time. It's excellent. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hamilcast. It is me, Jillian. Today, I am joined by <gasps> Ashley Grafeo. Here I am. Hi, everybody. Here comes the general. Ah, the you know, we got an email here. that said that they missed that I started. I didn't do that anymore. So I'm going to have to actually it. insulted that you forgot. about. Well, it. thank you so much for being here, even though you're no fuming at me. Thank hey, guess what? Jace from Roe Eigelhart is also in my living room. I am so happy to be here. I am so, so happy to be here finally to be a part of Hamilcast. Well, me too. Thank you for that. Um, it is, we are in We are in the eye of the heat dome. Not, not even dome. We are. Dome I wish returned. it was a hurricane because it would really help with the yeah. temperature. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Please. You're spending am, your I night off with us. I appreciate it more than you, you know. So very welcome. Thank you. You are a lovely human. We spent about 25 minutes gushing over the Blues Brothers. Yes, yes, we did, because I'm a huge Blues Brothers fan. If I knew that, the cocktail maybe would have been a little different, but the cocktail <laughs> slash mocktail that we have tonight looks pretty, pretty pretty, if pretty, I may. It is very pretty. I've been talking about the name of this cocktail to you for like over a month, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, it's so great. I'm not going to tell you the name of it. I have... There's no chill and then there's me. It's right. horrifying. It is called I Can Show You the World Turned Upside Down. But I'm Nicely done. <laughs> and it looks, it's like a bluish greenish yes. kind yes, of. Yes, it is. There's a hue involved. Yes. So um, because you it's are. It's like a nice ombre color. Right? Yes. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Because in case you guys just came out from the rock in which under which you live and don't yes. know who James Earl Eichelhardt is, <laughs> you are the Tony Award winning genie from Aladdin. Yes, I am. And you are currently Lafayette Jefferson in Hamilton. Definitely. I definitely am. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, genie was the one of the best experiences of my life. And now being a part of Hamilton has also just been. I've actually, this past Friday was officially two months on stage as Marquis de Lafayette slash. <gasps> Oh, congratulations. congratulations and so it has been so much fun and the cast is so good and I've, awesome. I've just i'm having the best time ever i've been lucky enough to see you twice in those two months thank you which is as insane for me to say as it is that it happened um but uh both those times i saw stand i was in standing room yeah and when lexi lawson was on the first time she saw hamilton ever she was in standing room yes and she was explaining how you know and we've talked about this on the show a lot that the walk around you it's obstructed view completely so i say do standing room because you can move and dance and like yes. really kind of go all out but you do have to you know duck and move around i again with the no chill what did i miss is i think arguably the best opener to a second act i'll give you that yeah. yes ever oh, yes yeah I was like, I'm not missing a single, I was contorting. I was not going to miss a single solitary second or image of your entrance. <laughs> you. And my God, my God, I just quoted you to Thank you. you. They, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I heard it. I loved it. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're fantastic. And I feel like, would you say that the genie and Lafayette Jefferson, they have similarities. There are some similarities uh, to, to Jefferson and the genie. Yes, the Jefferson is definitely a showman. Not just and, the purple. No, not just the purple, uh, which is so much. There's so many places to go with that. Um, purple is my favorite color. I have black, purple, and pink are my favorite color. Excuse me. And also uh, blue. Uh, those are my four favorite colors in the world. So to be able to wear sparkly blue in one show and then to come out with a silky shiny type of purple another show I was just I am so excited and that jacket is also the the, the first jacket the what I miss jacket is my favorite thing uh, in the world right now because I love it because it also takes me back because part of me just doesn't want to sing what I miss I kind of just want to stop and then just look at the audience and go never meant to cause you when in trouble but I know that would probably <laughs> get me in trouble Because with the yeah, shirt I'm wearing and the coat I'm wearing, over there at Hamilton, they don't you know, really. Like, they please, please don't you know, do other people's music. Sir here. James, sir, I also James, don't want sir, the, the you know, I don't want the, the you know the Prince Foundation to come crashing down on me through the <laughs> ceiling. Um, <laughs> they just live everywhere. They just They're live just everywhere. Prince can hear it. Yeah, Once for he's sure. Passed away. It's kind of like the force. He's like stronger now. Now that you struck, he's now that you've struck me down, I've become more powerful. You could possibly imagine. Look so now the, Prince I mean, is just around. Do you know that that sounds accurate? Yeah. Do you know that he had his whole house was wired for sound? That does not shock me. Yeah. In case he just wanted to like be Prince, just be like yes. oh, he's in the kitchen. I'm Prince. Like he just yeah. wanted to be able Making to just eggs. always have things recorded. <laughs> yes, because he's Prince. Yeah. 
which probably explains all those women sounds that are in his albums. But we won't talk about that. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> but no, that that jacket and to do that entrance was is so much fun, and I I, I I'm so glad they let me do it, and, and the way they let me do it is fun. I know you're a fan of wrestling. Yes, you do a little bit of a Hulk Hogan. Yes, ear. I'm do, you guys. This is not mm-hmm. a visual medium. Yeah, I have uh, to keep. Yes. Rem- I do. I, Again, I, I do. I do a, the, the Hulk Hogan wave, wave, wave. Put it up to my ear to get right. the crowd to get out. Because what's funny is when I come out. When 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 Diggs came out, Digg would come out as if like, oh, there's an audience. Yes, I, right. I, yes. like oh oh, you're in my house. That's, I, yeah, like like crazy. oh, who me? Yes, yeah. I come out knowing there's an audience, and I yeah. expect <laughs> a scream. And so, and also in in my head, I mean, I hope I'm not giving too much weight. I don't want the fans to be upset, but I always um, have fun with the Hamiltons because it's written for Jefferson to lose. In the cabinet battle, in the cabinet battle, right? Yeah. So I've taken the introduction as a professional wrestling introduction, which is why I come out, throw my hands in the air, look at the audience, you know, smugly, and then I do the Hulk Hogan thing to get them to scream. But in my mind, which I've told the Hamiltons, I'm like, I know you're going to win. So my job as Jefferson is to do my best to win, knowing mm-hmm. in the back of my mind that I will lose. So as a villain. Or as a heel in wrestling terms. I was just going to say, I watch Glow, yes. so I know that term. So as yeah. a heel, to, uh, to do my best to antagonize Hamilton to do his best to beat right. me. So I try to... Because Hamilton needs more encouragement. Well, to, that's the thing. Like- that's the thing. You know, it's like, to to push... the the Ham- All the Hamiltons know the lyrics. But if I do antics that get them amped to make them even put more into yeah. it, it, you can see more of the battle. And that's what I love about it. So it's definitely a, a pro wrestling moment for me. Let me and say- I have so much fun doing it. You and Javi during those battles. Here's the thing. Again, we've said this on like a broken record. You're encouraged to like, just like when, when you walk in as Jefferson, you're encouraged to cheer. And especially in the cabinet battles. Definitely. I mean, it's like George Washington is even he's talking straight to the audience. Right, he's and an you, you and, and Hamilton are just yes. trying to amp up your side. And the thing about that is, well, first of all, and some would argue that you win cabinet battle number one. In a sense, where because you're doing the ha 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 ha. Yeah, I mean, yes. you're kind of like all right, yes. like run along. What's funny? Go ahead. I'll tell you in a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. But I was just gonna say, you and Javi have the way you guys when you, the way you say the try to tax our whiskey. <laughs> yes. Can you do your little I, you take know, on it? I, I, Are you not allowed I, I, to? Because no, it's Monday. Because you're not, off. Not that I want. Not that I, I can't. <laughs> I, I don't want to because I want people to hear it when they're there totally when fair they see it and it might change yes because it may change yeah. so you know it all depends on what it is because like when i first started i i did a sing-songy thing at the in the at the beginning i mean actually at the second battle oh okay and i switched it to the first battle oh. because um in my mind the first battle i do lose in, yeah in my mind the second battle i feel like i won mm-hmm. but because ham's got washington on his side that's how he wins. In, per- in, in, you know, as an actor, you have to find reasons for you to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, as the actor, I feel that ha- um, everything Thomas Jefferson is saying is completely valid and right. completely is right. We should go help France. I'm glad we didn't. History's now. I was going to say to him, it's totally to him, right. it's right. totally <laughs> to him as a character, it's totally right. And I won that battle because what I said actually, you know, I had facts, I had figures with me to right. win, and he does a little stunt. Yeah. You know, we got a king whose head is now in a basket. Yeah. I'm like, you took a stunt to win and you had help. Washington never had any intention of letting me win. So in my opinion, you know, I won the, the you know, the battle. So uh, I get mad serious in the other one. So it's kind of fun to play that. And um, yeah. my inspiration for that was Rocky and Rocky, Rocky one and Rocky two. Like Rocky one, Apollo is very playful and he's always like, it's a show, it's a show, it's a show. And then the second film, he's like, no shucking Joe yeah. Javis' business. So that's... <laughs> So those, that's what's going on in my head when I was rehearsing. And uh, when I got out there and did it, they were like, yeah, that's good. Keep going. That's fun. Yeah, and you're like, okay, creatives of Hamilton, yeah. sure. You know, and Javi and I, we, we play it we play it very serious, both both battles, you know. So and aggressive. That's, that's, yeah, and that's what I love about it. You that's know, awesome. We get to actually like go at each other and have a good time doing that. And the audience gets into it. And the second one, it bridges into Washington on your side. So the minute the battle is over, the, the energy that I have, especially with, um, actually with all three, I have different energy with all three, with Javi, Donald, and uh, Javon, mm-hmm. but there's a certain way I play it with each one when I say, did you forget Lafayette? There's a different <gasps> way. It all depends on what energy they give me. Right. And if we're really aggressive, it could get aggressive. Uh, I think Javon and I have gotten the most aggressive. Really? Because we're, we're pretty close. Uh, so we've gotten... <laughs> 
I think Q, uh, uh, Jay Quentin Johnson one time said, he said, dude, I thought y'all was about to throw bows. <laughs> And we we laughed Straight so hard. We, we, we thought he's like he's like I'm just he goes well, he had no idea that we had actually said before you know the battle. He said, "Look, let's just let's just go with each other tonight and see what happens." <gasps> and we awesome. just went, and it was it was it was aggressive and it was fun because when we got off stage, we were like, "Damn, that felt good." They were aggressive, like yeah, they they, they did were. not like each other. It's fun to see like that energy that you know these two probably had for each other is just yeah. like disdain and like right. mockery and it's just like I think I'm smarter than you no I think I'm smarter than you yeah and then just to see that play out I mean it also, makes have, it have, more two, palpable you have two writers who are great at what they do at the top of their game and then you add to the element that you've now put them in this arena of hip hop yep. and so we just go you know the first yeah. battle is there to they're, they're feeling each other out and Hamilton goes for the jugular. Jeffers is not ready. So when they get to the second battle, Jeffers is like, oh no, we're not playing this time. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. And it's fun because I think I'm one of the, I think at least on Broadway, I'm one of the first baritones to play Jefferson. So to be able to use that part of my register, my voice, voice to use that on, on Ham is also fun because I can see the, I can see the look on people's faces when I start. <laughs> when I start the second battle, they're like, oh, damn, something, something happened. Some, some, yeah. <laughs> sure. It's an intimidation tactic. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's called it a lightning bolt of energy, and it's amazing. Thank you very much. Something in the, the ham fam, the ham fam community is, it's hilarious that the person who was just playing Lafayette is saying, did you forget Lafayette? I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. that's one of my favorite moments. And the fun part is, you know, for those of us who, who are follically challenged, uh, <laughs> they, they, put a, uh, they put a headband on us. Right. So it's like I'm always like, did you forget Lafayette? I was wearing a headband just about an yeah, hour. Yeah, you, you, you like when that? the like when the nerd girl takes off her glasses and now she's beautiful. Now right. she's sexy. Yes. Do you, yeah. yeah. Do you remember me? I just said glasses. Which oh. is so funny because I am that kid <laughs> from the '80s who wanted her to keep the glasses on. I was gonna right? say only I, 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 I've always thought glasses were sexy, and I was like, she took them off. I'm like. And now you're gonna run into oh, something. Oh, yeah, be like, does she have contacts? Yeah, now, now or like, is she Because you never right? see her put contacts on. Never, you never, you you never just see her take the glasses off and how, walk straight. How are they magically able to see you everything? You know damn well that she walked out of the house and she was hit by a car with yep, a cassage right. on. Absolutely. She was like, he's going with. Yeah, this is not. This <laughs> I took my glasses off. Right. Yeah, this is not a Disney movie where there was some magical like. Now you can see. No, it was no, just like she just, just took her glasses off and put a dress on and walked outside. Fell down the stairs. She should have fallen down the steps. She took her hair down. Don't forget, she took her hair down and or got a cut. Now she's a better person. We are just talking about the movie she's all she's all that we are so <laughs> talking about the movie she's all that she took off her taco hat yes and you know she's just she's great and then she's now Rachel Lee Cook <laughs> oh that's God. just what happened I love you all and I love that tangent we just went on yeah. of she's all that Freddie Prince Jr you should be so lucky to get Lady so Bob's as she, as she was lady because you know damn well when she had children she put those glasses right back on her Absolutely. face and how was she going to see all the things they were doing wrong thank you and she's an artist. She needs Thank those glasses. glasses. And her father is who I love, Kevin Pollock. Can you we please put your talk? glasses on? Kevin Pollock, what a great a father. Movie. You should say he should got love to work you with for him. you. <gasps> no really? Way. Yes, got to work with him. I, I did, love I did, him. Oh my I did, god, I, adore I did a him. film last year and got to work with him, and it was a lot of fun. Can you tell us a little bit about? The, well, the, it's a film called The Three Christs, um, uh, based on the book uh, Three Christs of Ypsilanti. Um, and it, in the film was Bradley Whitford, uh, Richard Gere, and Peter <laughs> Dinklage, and Walter Goggins were in the film. Well, that's and what, it was amazing. Awesome. Okay. So when um, it comes out, I hope people dig it. But uh, yeah, there was a moment uh, where uh, Kevin Pollock is there, and it's it's. I got to talk to him on on set, and it was like oh, really really cool. God. You know, it's weird. I also worked with Richard Gere. I I was his daughter's camp counselor when I was fourteen. <laughs> so it's I thought you were doing like, a bit, but that's right. No, that'd be like I was an officer and gentleman. I was an officer and gentleman. Thing I saw yes. him walk past me once. Really? So cool. it's kind of yes. like we're best friends. Now. You know who else walked in front <laughs> of <laughs> you guys? Is that him? Te he's texting you. He's Can you please turn your phone off? We also. So we were in the presence of a beetle, Paul McCartney. Oh, that's right. Yes, wow. Way yes. back in the day. He we didn't know that we day. were there. He didn't know. That we sounds really creepy. I no, should no. clarify. <laughs> he didn't know that we were. He didn't know that we had gotten into his dressing room. We were sitting in the closet and it's waiting for him to come fine. out. He's fine. He's fine, everyone. And then he heard us singing in perfect harmony. And he was and like, he was hey, like, I join the Beatles. We're gonna, I'm going to remake the Beatles. We're going to join Wings. We're going to join Wings. Anyway, Kevin Pollack does the best Peter Falk Columbo impression in oh the my world. God, yes. I love oh. Columbo and Peter Falk. I mention this as often as I can on the podcast because <laughs> that's I, what you can do when you have yes. your own podcast. I you wish, can talk I, about I things. I wish this, uh, I have a friend of mine named uh, Brian Gonzalez. He's one of my dearest friends. He mm -hmm. plays Babcack in uh, Aladdin. And not only is he one of the greatest actors I've ever seen in my life. I mean, literally, um, just one of the most talented guys. He's one of the most funniest. And he literally wears, he literally kind of dresses like Columbo. What? Like, 
all the time. And he and his Peter Falk is, is quite amazing. Actually, it's, it's funny for for a short Latin guy, he also does an amazing Ving Rhames as well. <laughs> and as as the black guy in the room, I'm always like, do Ving Rhames, do Ving Rhames. <laughs> um, do you want to hear my Columbo? Please do. <clears throat> you know what's been bothering me? <laughs> <laughs> Would you please say as you wish for me? As you wish. Th- 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 there you go. Uh, uh, you know what, James? Just one more thing. <laughs> And you guys, thank you so much. This has been the Hamilcast. Thank, thank you, you James, so much. Cast, We're not going to talk everybody. about anything else. Right. Thank you. Um, so you actually uh, segue, not smooth segue at all. I follow you on Instagram, yes. as do, I think, everyone yep. that is listening. You thank hurt you. your back yesterday. I hurt my back Saturday, actually. I hurt Saturday. Saturday uh, during the matinee. Are you okay? Uh, I am okay. I am... Uh... <laughs> everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting prisoner! Hi. This is James Monroe Eichelhart, and welcome to another edition of Burr's Corner. Today we're going to talk about guns and ships, or as I like to call it, gibberish and ships. Yes, let me give you a little backstory. Yesterday I hurt my back during the show, but I came to work today because that's what good actors do. As you've heard, the show must go on. So I'm out in the middle of the stage, dressed like the beautiful Marquis de Lafayette. I jump on the table, and a white sharp pain hits my back. Woo! and all the words fall out of the sky and onto the floor, like like puzzle pieces. So what should have been, I'm taking this horse battle lanes, make a red coat running with blood stains, came out. I'm taking this up, did it, did it, did it, did it, and I get to the up, and I'm never gonna stop until they make them jump and put them on skin into their brains, um. Yes, complete gibberish. People saw uh, gibberish ships, what they didn't see was later on that night, uh, I had another burst corner. I just didn't do it uh, because I didn't have time. I wanted, If I was going to do it, I wanted to do it with Nick Walker. But since I'm here, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I, I was like, well, I got through gibberish and chips. The rest of the show was great. I got through all the cabinet battles. I got through watching on your side. All of the fast things you have to do that seem to be the hardest things in the show to do. Right. And, um, you know, we just got through Quiet Uptown and I'm walking down the steps and I know exactly what I'm going to say. And I'm supposed to say, can we get back to politics, please? please? Yeah. Every action has its equal opposite reaction. Reaction. John Adam shot the bed. I love the guy, but he's in traction. But instead, somehow, there were two paths, and my brain, instead of going to the right, went to the left. Makes sense. And said, Can we get back to politics? Please. Every action has its equal opposite reaction. Thanks to Hamilton, our cabinet's fractured into factions. Turn out to turn out to crap, turn out to crap. We're breaking down like fractions. And I look at Nick Walker and I say, <laughs> You know what I mean? And he goes, Aaron Burr, with his own fact. And I say, With his own faction, it just happened to rhyme. And we went right on with the rest Ooh, of the, sh- with the, rest of the track. You said on stage, You know what I mean? Yep. No, I, actually, I said, you know what I'm saying. I said, yep. every reaction has equal opposite reaction. Thanks to Hamilton, our captain's fraction into factions. Try not to crack into the stress. We're breaking down like fractions. Uh, and I looked at him. I said, you know what I'm saying? Aaron Burr with his own faction. Now, it rhymes with the rhyme before. <laughs> and then we went right on as if nothing happened. And here's the great part. We finished. Like, nothing happened. Walked off stage. I get off stage and the whole cast is like, that was amazing. <laughs> How did you? And there's if there's one thing I am known for, I, I am not known for messing up, but I am known for if I do mess up, I can always bring myself back. It you sounds like that was a well. hell of a save. I, I always can bring impressive. myself. No, get me wrong. If mine was a lob, <laughs> and <laughs> it was you know spiked by Nick Walker, and I was able to click kick it back up, and we were able to play volleyball again. Would you say like click boom? Probably. Yeah, click boom. Yes, right. exactly. And it was one of those wonderful moments where you're looking on stage, and you just kind of go, "All right, my partners are with me." And, yeah, uh, yeah. But it was just one of those moments where I literally walked up stage and <laughs> people were like, it's okay, we're almost done. Because I was like, this has been a show. You guys, there are a lot, of, I don't know if you know, there are a lot of words in Hamilton. There are a lot of words. Yeah. And you as Lafayette Jefferson, you have a lot of them. And what's funny is most of the time I am I am good. If I, I what, what I like to say is if when I'm on, I am 100% on. Right. right. And if I'm off, I'm about 95% off. And I'll, I'll but I'll bring my, I'm never 100% because I'll always bring myself back. And I've, it's been funny because when I do mess up, they're like, now they look at me and they go, oh, James will bring it back. <laughs> no, it's a, he'll, he'll be good. I've messed up, you know, I've done, I've, I've not messed up a lot. In the two months, I've actually been pretty good. Uh, but in those those three burst corners that I did, I, they were like, yeah, he'll bring, he's fine. He'll bring me. And bring that was Nick Walker's <laughs> debut as, as Mulligan yes. Madison. So that was, he was on point. That's awesome that even on his first night, he was like, oh no, James, I got you. Yeah, he had it's me. Totally and what's cool. funny is we, we had each other. There were moments he looked at me and I was like, I got you. So, you know, but he had my back and I have to give much credit to Nick Walker. He he made that save and it was so fun. But when we walked off stage, he looked at me, he's like, dude, I was trying to figure out 
how you were going to get out of it. But when you threw it to me, all I said was burn. He goes, and you just, you picked it right up. I was like, all I needed was for you to click my just, brain back in action to where right, we needed to go. And that was good. So it was And fun. the thing is like, the audience is just so effing excited. They're just happy and to be there. Happy and the and fun proud. part is, I... <laughs> If the audience did notice, they didn't say anything. In um, what are they going to say? Excuse me. But did you hear about the fly incident, though? Fly incident. No. Okay. So a couple nights ago, we've had some. We've had. We've had these flies. These there's a couple flies that live in the theater, and they decided to attack me <laughs> and Burr, and they love me. I don't know why they love me so much. They like attack you and whoever was playing Burr at the same time, or just te- throughout te- the show? No, just at during Washington's on your side. They'd been flying around, but they decided to make like a beeline for us. Flies. That's so, a, this is a very important so moment in the show. I'm looking at Javi, and I say my line to Javi, and it's like, I say, oh, you know, oh, daddy's calling, and he walks off, and I've already like swatted a fly, and two ladies in the front row are like, like gigging a little bit. Then we get into, he goes, you know, it must be nice, it must be nice. So I get to every action as equal opportunity action. But while I'm doing it, my friend I'll say, said, look how you were voguing, because I was like, every action has <laughs> opposite. The, my voice doing that, since it's, you can't see me, it's me flying, you know, right. swatting a fly away. And then it begins to fly it, fly it, Burr. Who was playing Burr? Brandon. And Brandon <laughs> begins to swat. And it gets to the point where we are swinging so much that the audience begins to clap for us. <gasps> They're rooting they can, for you. They, can yeah, see, they wanted you to get the fly. They can see that now it's not one fly. It is two very large horse flies who've decided oh, horse that flies. we need to die. Okay. And they've come at us. That's and nice it was so them. great because then... We never missed a beat. We never dropped the line, but we got back into it and then centered uh, when um, Mulligan came in and we finished the rest of the song. But it was so great because people were like, "You, those flies were coming at you guys. It was so hysterical. So you even were okay during that I'm in the cabinet, I'm yeah, implicit. totally. And then when everyone comes in after the Southern motherfucker we were, and they, you guys do that awesome hoofing move and yeah, it makes me amped even thinking about it. And then the whole ensemble comes in. So, I feel like that's so like if somebody like, clapped in the air think, nobody would have noticed. I think, like, I, I, got think, it. I think the flies, once they realized there was more of us, they left us alone. But there was two and two of us and they were like, we could take them. They're like, they brought reinforcements. We have to leave. You guys, this is the Richard Rogers Theater flies. Oh, please. It's summertime. We're in New York City. Oh, every you know year what? There's everything. This is I got attacked by a fly during, during Genie. <gasps> but see, with that sh- with that character, I can wave my hands as much as I want. Oh, you want? Yeah, That's no, you're good. They're yeah. like, James is having a great time. I'm like, get Woo! away from me. <laughs> They're like, look at him. Create stuff. I'm like, look, Al, I just want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the perks of being the Genie. It was beautiful. I loved every second of it. Is there glitter everywhere still? Not anymore. Good. <laughs> It's, it's been it's been finally exercised from the house. You were somewhere else today. You've had a busy day off. Yeah, I've had a busy day off. <laughs> Which, I was at uh, I was at uh, Bars uh, Workshop in New York City. At can the you Theater. tell our yes, listeners tell us all about that? Bars is a wonderful workshop where uh, inspiring writers, musicians, actors, as well as poets get together to be able to have a place to be able to not only work on their projects but also work on a giant project together. But they have these amazing master classes and also other classes to put their pieces on its feet mm-hmm. and it's a great place to just be able to create sometimes you just need a space right. where you can create and totally. the public theater and bars have created that and it was created by Raphael Cassell and Davi Diggs who are two of the best lyricists in the world I've heard that so you have two great lyricists who are put in a place where who are people who love to write have a place for them to articulate their art and it was great to be there and do like a little master class just to talk about my life and what I've done and um impart some sort of wisdom hopefully they took some away from what from what I've done and what has happened to me over the years that is that sounds fantastic I love that. it was it was a lot of fun yeah I love it all about having a space for artists and I love that that is what David is doing. And I know that that's been a big part of his life. Always. And he and Raphael have been best friends for years. Diggs, there you are. Good to see you, old chap. Oh, Raphael, my friend, it's good to be back. Have you heard? People seem not to like to read anymore. Yeah, YouTubes and such. Books are such a bull. What do you think it is they want? They seem to like the rap. Yes, if all books were rap, I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> yes. My God! So let's get the etiquette evident now that I said it. I bet you will have to agree. What's about to happen is only once happened to rap and theatrical music medley. Doing it all in one take. So much at stake. There'll be some mistakes. We'll see. We in the building, they about to be killing it. We gotta give them more mad energy. They're always coming up with something 
new and um, you know in innovative to do with words and uh, places for people to create things with words. So I love it. I thought it was great, and I got to be there. And um, they <laughs> they're like, "You ready to freestyle?" I'm like, "I'm always ready to freestyle." So we did we did we did it that we did that too. That was fun. So That's it was awesome. Cool. I'm so glad you mentioned freestyling because I wanted to talk to you about freestyle of Supreme. Yes, Shockwave was over. Love him. He. I say this so loosely, taught me how to beatbox that, in the uh, sense that he... That sounds like Shockwave. He <laughs> started... He just taught you the basic rules. Boots, right? boots yes. and cuts. Boots and cuts. Which Mike and I just like do around the house. So it's very, very <laughs> limited. I'm not... When I say taught me how to beatbox, I mean that Shockwave did an example of how the first thing that you do. Yes. And then I just do that over and over again. Uh, and he was so lovely. And he came over and brought um, the binder from the American Songbook. Of course. I want to talk to you about American Songbook because you played Hercules Mulligan. Yes. And I want to... I was so nervous when I asked Shock to teach me how to beatbox because it was something I was like, there's no way I could do this. The idea of freestyling scares me. It's Terrifies not nerves. Me. Terrifies it's me. scary. And Ash, I'm not going to take you down with me. You do not have to go down with the ship. <laughs> yeah, no, and not, I know I'm that freestyling isn't something that can be taught the way that Shock can say you do boots and cuts and you find it in that part in your throat. But I am terrified at the idea of freestyling because it, does not compute. You can it actually? It, it's you can, and it is. It's it, but it's a practice thing. Like I've how been, does I've it? I've been doing it since I was ten years old. What? Um, yeah. Well, that'll do it. That's not true. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, because um, when I I heard, I'll make the story quick. Uh, I heard my first real rap song, or I was asked about a rap group. I had heard a rap song. I had heard, um, you know, Rapper's Delight by the Sugar mm -hmm. Hill Gang. And I had heard, um, you know, Melly Mel and the Furious Five, mm -hmm. Grandmaster Flash. But I, I would remember in elementary school was the first time I'd actually been asked, had I heard a rap album? And it was Run DMC. And my oh. friend asked me, had I heard it? And I distinctly remember my answer. I said, no, who is DMC and why is he running? <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live. And he was like, nah, man, Randy he's a rap group. I was like, huh, what? And so I went to, that, that summer I went to Bakersfield, which is where my family was living. Well, I should say where my mother's family was living. My cousins and grandma all lived down there. And my cousin Sean played Run DMC for me and I played it on my little Sony Walkman over and over and over I and mean. over and over again. And I wanted to rap. So I started writing my own raps when I was around 10. But, um, you know, boys are stupid. And boys take everything and make it a competition. I wish so, I could correct you, but no, you, yeah, you, I was you, gonna you, say you, I, I have not, nothing not. to add to that. And so everybody <laughs> wants to battle, and so I realized, you know, I'm writing raps, and you only have, you know, your piece of paper, right, right? And all of a sudden, I'm done with my paper, and the other kid is still going. And so after it was all over, when everybody was gone, I was like, you know, how do you, how do you have that much written? And he's like, I'm not writing, I'm just making it up. And I was like, what do you mean making it up? He's like, well, I'm, you know, you know, making it up. We at the time didn't realize it was called freestyling. Freestyling was also dancing too. Right. You know, it was like right. break, yeah, yeah, style yeah. break dancing. So I said, Well, how do you do it? He said, Well, you just practice, you know, take one word that rhymes with the other. You know, I'm a car, I go far, or I go this, and I I move with this, you know, like you do that. And so over the years, you know, I'm forty two now. <laughs> So it's like to just freestyle. That's I did it every day, and I still do it every day. It's like I can't help myself. It's just a part right. of who I am. So I'll just be by myself, and uh, I have on my iPod. I have just like just beats, and I walk down the street, just turn on the beats, and rap to myself what what I see around the city, just to that's awesome. Keep myself. Now I'm not a best. I'm not the best writer in the world. Like you know, David Diggs can write bars for days. Yeah, but I love to freestyle because that just keeps my mind quickly going it's, yeah. it's like you're always testing yourself one of our creators of freestyle of supreme anthony Vinciali, mm -hmm. who is our who's basically two touch who is yeah. our host who i love dearly too mm -hmm. uh he has this uh this exercise which helps people freestyle like you tell a, a one minute story about yourself like i would give you a topic mm -hmm. and i would say oh any word any word at all and i for you would be special i would look at you and say rent and have you tell a one minute story just a one minute story i say mm -hmm. that only because i know how much you love rent and how long it could probably could be. go long. right i could say one could minute story, long. and you would tell a one minute story about rent and then some some word in that story you would say that would be special to you whether it would be something of uh, camera mm -hmm. or guitar mm -hmm. or candle and you would tell me to tell a story about candle and then I would tell a true story about candle and then we would stop shockwave would usually be there and he would do a beat and you would have to 
tell your story over the beat. Now, it doesn't have to rhyme, mm-hmm. but you would tell your story over the beat. And those are exercises that help you do it because after a while, there are certain things you might say which might rhyme. And it's just an exercise to help you let your mind create over the rhythm. And you'll start to find yourself right. flowing over whatever the beat is. You start and thinking you that start way. You start thinking that way. I was going to say it's the flow of it's just flow of, of telling a story yeah. to whatever the to beat whatever. is. Well, I guess and I know what I'm doing on my car ride home. Clearly. Tonight. So. To rent, obviously. <laughs> uh, do you want me to? I'll record a. Could you? Uh, yeah, real quick on my phone right before I leave. Because I'm a professional. Of course, Shockwave yes. taught me how. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about speaking of Shockwave because he brought over his binder when he was here for yes. American Songbook. So tell us about because that was really that was 2012. Yeah. So Lynn, what called you and Lynn, said, Lynn "Hey," called and said, "Hey, uh, we're doing this concert at Lincoln Center, and um, I have this character who is kind of you know like a bust of rhymes type of character." And I kind of I want you to play him. What do you think? I said, sure, for you, man. Let's do this. It sounds like fun. And um, I didn't know what it was. And so we get there, and it's Hercules Mulligan, and uh, there is John Rua and UTK and Chris Jackson and Mandy and Rebecca and all these people. And we're all there, and Lynn and Tommy and uh, Shockwave and Bill and Alex Lacamoire. We're all there, and we just start working on stuff. And we got to do the first, you know, cabinet battle. You know, yeah. And, but and it was really a fun concert because the first part of the concert uh, was Lynn telling the audience all of his um, influences as right. far as hip hop mm-hmm. is concerned, and I got to do the verse. I wish I remembered it. I got to do the verse of Biggie, one of Biggie's verses, and we also did uh, Far Side. You know, mm-hmm. she keeps mm-hmm. on passing me by. It was just we got to do a verse from Big Pun. It was just so mm-hmm. much yeah. fun to Sounds do. Like awesome mixtape. Yeah, right. It was so, such a fun concert, and then we got into just a couple of songs from Hamilton, and to hear uh, these songs like the way you've never heard them before, people just didn't, the the electricity in the room was crazy. I mean, when Gavin Creole came out and sang "You'll Be Back." People didn't know what to do. Yeah, that's not on YouTube. No, none of it. Almost none of it is. <laughs> you are on YouTube. I am on YouTube, but Mandy. I'm only on uh, you, doing my shot. Yep. And Mandy's on YouTube. Yeah. Throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. And you, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, you're hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. When your history books mentions me, I will lay down my life if it sets us free. Eventually, you'll see my ascendancy. And I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. And you won't just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, I'm hungry. And I'm not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. It was just one of those moments where it's like, it literally, you needed to be in the room where it happened. It was like, Damn. we are there at the Lincoln Center Jazz oh. Center and the, you know, uh, the, what is that? Columbus um, Circle. Columbus Circle's in the background and we are just flowing and it was so much fun. That it, was, sounds... it was great. And we knew then, we were like, this show is going to be something. We didn't know it was going to be the phenomenon it was, right. but we knew it was going to be something. You know, they did Dear Theodosia that was there. So, I mean, Who sang was, Dear Theodosia? It was actually, uh, I believe it was Lynn and UTK. Oh. Wait, what? Because Utkarsh And Lynn was ham? Yeah, and Utkarsh played Burr. Stop it. That's adorable. What? I want to see it. Also, everyone who's been mentioned has an open invitation. I hope you know that. <laughs> I say that every episode. Every time. But they all do. I mean, that's... So tell us, just real quick, and then we have questions from our Patreon peeps that I'm going to get to, because I know we don't have you forever, unfortunately. Because <laughs> I could just put on the Blues Brothers. That's <laughs> true. We can just, just saying. Just do the whole... <laughs> just lyric, saying. Every, every lyric. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, again, because we listen to Shaky Tail Fair and all I can't that. help. Um, I love this one. <laughs> so can you just tell people, because I know people are dying to know, like, how did you and Lynn become friends? And then how did this journey happen between, like, you... 
and Lynn and then Freestyle of Supreme and then you being Lafayette uh, Jefferson. I met Chris Jackson um, in California around 2004 and we were doing a show in the Bay Area uh, in Marin and um, we were both laughing about the fact or <laughs> ha- sadly laughing about the fact that we really were hoping these two shows we were about to do would go to Broadway. He had been working on Heights and I had been working on different versions of Memphis and we were hoping they were going to go to Broadway but at the time we were doing the show in the Bay Area and uh, we were. he was like, yeah, I just also, I'm a part of this group called Freestyle of Supreme and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. What is it? He explained to me. I was like, oh, I freestyle and me and Chris were laughing about the fact, nah, man, you don't understand. My boy Lynn is like dope and I was like, well, I feel I'm dope. He's like, no, you understand. Like, Lynn is like dope and we would laugh about it and so one day we're in the, we're, one day we're we're doing something and I start freestyling. He was like, "Oh, you got you got skills." I'm like, "I told you I got skills." You're he like goes, I said, he I said feel "You I'm should dope. come. You should come and audition." I said, "Cool, no problem." And um, we talked about it for like the next like you know next couple of months and everything. And I got into Spelling Bee right. uh, in San Francisco uh, when Spelling Bee transferred our cast transferred to Boston that was around the time where In the Heights was about to go to Off-Broadway and they needed people to step in for freestyle gigs and that night two people auditioned well actually four people auditioned two people got in those two people that got in were myself and Utkarsh so Utkarsh and I auditioned on the same night and we were in this room and Bill was there and uh, there was there's Shockwave and they started beatboxing. Chris is there, Lynn's there, we're all there. Is that there. when you met them all? That's that's when I that's when I met, you know, I met Tommy, I met wow. Lynn and everything. So I met them that night saying what's up and everything. That's crazy. And Chris was like, look, man, just be cool, just be yourself, do your thing, don't worry about a thing. I said, Cool, I'm ready, let's go. And um it was one of those fun nights because I remember, you know, when you usually do an audition, uh, you're done, you go outside and you know, they tell you later. So we're auditioning, we're, we're rapping and playing all these games and having a good time. And next thing you know, uh, Tommy says, all right, man, that was cool. Uh, we're going to have a little meeting. Um, um, Utkarsh James, just have a seat. They, Thanks, guys. Everything's okay. You know, whatever about, they close the door. And then t- they just turn around and start having a free solo supreme meeting. And I looked at Utkarsh and I said, <laughs> yo, are, are we in the group? Because they just, they just didn't say, he, and Tommy says, oh, yeah, yeah, y'all in. And we kept like, it was that. <laughs> it was really, it was really <laughs> They were having to be like, oh, we have some shows to do. But then they started, talk, they just started shooting the shit. They like, never said the words like, hey, like you're welcome. In. No, they, they were like, it was like, okay. And I was like, are we in? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're in. So all of a sudden, I walk out, the, I walk out the room and they're like, so when can you get back to New York? And I'm like, I don't live in New York. I live in <laughs> California. I'm, but. What happened was when uh, when Spelling Bee made it to we our it was already in New York. Our cast became the Broadway cast, mm-hmm. and that was only like two months later. So once I had I ended up doing a sh- I was in New York for something I forgot what it was, but I ended up doing a, like a part time moment with Freestyle of Supreme. Okay. So I would rehearse with them, mm-hmm. and then they would call me up to do like two games, and I would sit back down. And then when I finally moved to New York, I became a part, like full-time part of the group. Right. And it was great because while Lynn and Chris were in In the Heights, Utkarsh and I were, you know, in those spaces. And then one night at Ars Nova, which I think is the last time everybody was together, we, um, it was like Wu-Tang night. It was like every <laughs> member of Freestyle of Supreme was 27 there. 27 members of the state. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And it was the coolest, craziest, most fun moment to be able to sing harmonies with Chris Jackson while oh. we were doing it and Utkarsh and Lynn to Sounds do. Sounds like the worst. Like, it was like, <laughs> you would have Utkarsh on one stool and Lynn on the other and they would do Foundations of Freestyle together. So they would each take, and then Chris and I would do True together and it was just so much fun. Oh. Arthur and Chris and I would all sing together while the boys would rap. It was oh, wonderful. Okay. So, that yeah, sounds, it was, it was, sounds it was awesome. Fun. That's that's how that's how I and so oh sorry to, to finish your question. What <laughs> happened was um, when you're with those guys, you know, I got to see in the Heights and got mm-hmm. to see what they were doing, and then I got into Memphis and they came over and saw the show, and then Chris Jackson joined Memphis uh, when one of our guys left. So we were always around each other and watching each other's shows, and then uh, the Lincoln Center thing came up. He asked me to be a part of it, but what was funny was I had just done Aladdin in Seattle. And we hadn't heard anything about it. And that same night as the Lincoln Center concert, Casey Nicola was in the audience. And so was a couple of folks from from Disney. And uh, Casey sends me a text and says, hey, just let you know, there's probably going to be Aladdin is still still floating. So I'm letting you know to get yourself ready probably the next month or two. So when it came up for uh, Hamilton to come up, I said, guys, look, I just went to Seattle and, you know, 
did Jeannie, I'm gonna see what happens. I'm gonna stick with this Jeannie thing. They said, totally, we totally understand. You do your thing. They went off, made Hamilton the great thing it is. I went off and did Aladdin, right. not thinking that I would ever have a chance to, you know, do Hamilton again. And uh, three years later, you know, Hamilton opens. We we opened in 2014. They opened in 2016, I believe. 2015, sorry. 2015. And um, I win the Tony. They all came to see the show. We were all laughing about it. I go to opening out of Hamilton. It's great. We're like, oh my God, it's so cool. What you guys are doing, what you're doing. Blah, blah, blah. We're all laughing at each other's success, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, one day I get a call. Like, hey man, you went audition for Hamilton? I was like, are you joking? They're like, no, we're serious. I'm like, no, are you joking? <laughs> like, no, I was like, uh, I guess so. Cause I didn't think I was going to get it. I mean, I love those guys. But I didn't think I was going to get it. Next thing you know, here, here I am. My jaw was on the ground the entire, I'm sorry. I was gaping at you like a trout with a, like a fish <laughs> with my mouth. I'm sorry. That was, uh, that's a fantastic story. Um, so I know I can't keep you forever. Like we said, I'm going to get to our Patreon questions. If cool. you would Not a problem. be so awesome. Natalie asks, what's been your favorite Hamilton experience so far? Oh. If you've already answered. No, that's no, cool. No. Um, it was around my my third week. It's really small, mm-hmm. but I was on stage and I was in the middle of my shot and we had paused for a rise up, rise up. And we were going in a round circle and I was like, oh, snap, I'm in Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> Because moment. you know, because yeah. you're, you're your first moment, your first time on stage, you know, you're like, oh, I got him out there. What am I saying? Oh my God, please be in the right place. Don't hit nobody. Okay, cool. Things moving. Okay, cool. You're like so worried about just that's doing a show. really good impression of me. It's like three weeks in it. I was like, oh, I'm in it. I got it. Cool. I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I started, you know, playing and having some fun and doing things. And it was that that was the that was the moment. I think the other moment was um, I got to meet. Uh, I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, as I said, mm-hmm. and this just happened. One of every show I've ever done, some wrestler has come to see the show, and recently I got to meet one of my favorites. I got to meet. He's new in the company. He's only been there about three or four years, but um, his name is Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens and I are very similarly built. And in WWE, usually there's a bunch of muscle-bound guys, and Kevin looks like me. And to see him do all the amazing things he does in the ring, and then for him to come to the show with his wife and to love it the way he did it was really really cool and i've gotten to meet some really uh incredible people uh my wife loves people's court i got to meet judge million you know <laughs> I got, yeah i got to meet judge million which was awesome uh you know for bradley <laughs> whitford to come to the show and talk oh, and say hey man i just had to come see you bud you know so it, it's been really fun and also one of the great moments was when david diggs came when david came and told me he's like dude you're doing it so to have him give his seal of approval that's was awesome yeah nice and also my niece and nephews love this show and when they heard i got in they told me they told me afterwards they were like you know we were a little worried about you doing it i said why they were like <laughs> well we, we know you could rap but we've never heard you rap that fast we've never heard you do a french accent we didn't know i said well, how'd i do they were like you were great oh my god they, they flipped out and i was like okay cool my family likes it i'm good you mean yes, you, you passed muster you passed yeah muster. you didn't solidify the cool uncle role as the genie and the you know what's funny when you are when you're the family it's just what uncle does yeah, it's right. just their yeah, job yeah. and you know we we help, we help raise my niece and nephews and so for them this is just uncle's job yeah right and all of a sudden <laughs> uncles and hamilton they're like hold up what oh yeah hold like, on this is a I, different kettle of fish i am obsessed with it i love that they were like honestly i was a little worried they were like they were like they were like they were like pitchy dog can you can you, can you, you right you know they did not hold back i love no. that well that's family right that, no they, they're very truthful i tell them to be please yeah <laughs> steph says was it a difficult transition from genie to lafayette jefferson not really because i talked really fast as genie as well so wasn't that the hardest thing joining i've said this before but the hardest thing about joining hamilton was the steps and the lack of glitter. I the think. steps, no, like the Jefferson. The, 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 no, not, or not the, those just steps. the choreography. Oh. No, just just the step, the physical stairs on the show. Right, right. The first act is a stair master show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I understand around. that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are some beautiful bodies on Broadway, but the best asses on Broadway belong to Hamilton because of the doggone steps. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. glutes are amazing I can imagine. because of the doggone steps. <laughs> we have to run up. And then you get up there and then you have to react. Like yeah, we have, to act, we have to dance, act, and then run down. Yeah. Back up. And act like and you're not And in between, uh, you know, satisfied and um, can't even talk about. Well, yeah, God, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Eliza's song. Uh, helpless. Helpless. So between helpless and satisfied, I have to run up the steps four times in a row. Yikes! And we just crack up laughing. <laughs> you guys are like, hey, 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 hey. hey. 
Clinton says, James has played some extremely intimidating roles on stage. I'd love to know if he was more intimidated by recreating a Robin Williams character or the characters in Hamilton, which is such a success and has such a huge hype still associated with it. Um, they were both daunting, but for different reasons. Aladdin was daunting because there are millions and millions of people who know Robin Williams and Robin Williams is still alive and he's a mm -hmm. legend yeah. and the film is so iconic yeah. and um, I, I am a super Disney fan super comic book fan super sci-fi fan I am a self-proclaimed nerd and I totally wear that badge with honor and no one in life is more critical than a nerd of whatever genre you like. I don't say nerds of every, I say nerd of whatever genre. There are nerds in grunge, there Accurate. are nerds in hip hop. And you don't want to piss them off ever. Right, and, nope. they, yeah. and what's funny is they- don't get and on they, their bad and no They'll what, get on Reddit right, and they'll right. and, they don't, and also, they don't like you from the moment you're called. Yeah, like, because you're not a, the original. You're, you're cast as yeah. this person. Well, I don't like them because they can't do it. And you're like, yep. you don't know if they can do it but or not. But you're not going right. to mimic it. You're right, of course. So when, you know, when Aladdin came out, I was nervous, but the great thing about it was I was given an out. I know I've told the story as well. Uh, both Jonathan Freeman and Alan Menken told me that the great Howard Ashman had originally wanted the genie to be like Cab Calloway, Fats Waller. So that's what kind of gave me the out. What gave me the out for this one was actually the man himself. Uh, I called David mm -hmm. and I said, yo, I want to do this, but dude, you've, you've laid some serious groundwork. And he said, look, don't be me. He said, you have a swagger all your own. He goes, he goes most, and he always says this. He always says, he goes, people don't know you rap the way I know you do. He goes, so just do that. Do that same swagger you do when you're in freestyle as Lafayette and Jefferson. Do you. Yeah, he's yeah, just do you. do you. So he's first thing he said was, first of all, stop listening to the soundtrack. Just learn it your own way. So I have not listened to the soundtrack for a good three months. I was, no, longer than that, February. When I left, I was in the middle of uh, Aladdin and David and I saw each other, actually, excuse me, right February 1st around there, we saw each other. And I haven't listened to the soundtrack since then because I don't, I didn't want to be influenced. And so I just did my own thing. Yeah. And it's just, you know, a lot of people, when the first year contract started, you know, and the OBC started leaving, there are a lot of people who, at least on the internet, which, you know, take it with a grain of salt, ah, who, felt, who were upset. And I think like, you never know who you're going to get. Like, no. I, I saw Greg Trico on the street before I saw Hamilton the last time. And he was like, oh, I'm not on. And then I look at my insert and Greg Trico is my yeah. burr. Yeah. Well, what's funny is what you what you have is the what, what people need to realize is that the the material that was written by Lynn, mm -hmm. the great Lynn Manuel Miranda, was written and the wonderful music that was put together by Alex Lacamoire and the direction by Tommy and of course, you know, Andy Blakey. What they put together, it, the material is so good that if you're even a halfway good performer, right. you can't jack it up. And if you are a good performer, you just add something to it. And so that's what made it fun. And so was it daunting to take both roles? Yes, but do I enjoy it? Yes. And has it been a challenge? Yes. Have I accepted the challenge and gone forward? Yes, I love it. And, and have you I, killed it? Yup. Uh, at least that's what people tell me. I will say this though, for different reasons, like I said, they both were daunting, but I will say the one crazy thing was at least auditioning for Disney, I'm auditioning for one of my favorite companies in the world. Right. So that was scary. Right. And I auditioned for Alan Menken and that was nerve wracking, especially nerve -wracking. because I auditioned for him first and totally bombed an audition for Sister Act, completely bombed it, hit the worst notes I've ever hit in my entire <laughs> career. So when I went back for Aladdin, I was like, I'm gonna show this man I sing even if I don't get the part. This time, I'm sitting in the area waiting to audition and I realize, Oh my God, I am auditioning for my friends. Right, right. Yeah. So I walk in the room, and so we're out, as long as we're outside the room, um, everything is copacetic. Right. Get in the room, and you know, they have to be the guys behind the desk, and you have to be the actor. Yeah, and you, you have just to go in it. and yeah. just do your You guys thing. are at work right, right now. Right, and that's exactly what I did. And then once it was over, when they were like, oh, that was good. Then we went back to being boys, you know, just yeah. having hands back and stupid saying dumb and stuff. And you're sitting here like, oh, I got a text. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, bro, we loved you. We're not going to give it to you, though. Yeah. It's fine. I'm going to go a different I direction. I love your impression of people voice. It just gets a lot deeper, and I love it. It's the yeah. same yeah. voice. Yeah. You know, I don't, don't want to put it's out my fantastic. impression so yeah. people no, will kill me. It's fantastic. Uh, Dania asked a little related, uh, what's, what is your go-to Disney song? Oh, gosh. It doesn't have to be. It can uh, no, be no, 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 It doesn't it, have to the, be. The sad part is my... <laughs> <laughs> my go-to Disney song is Ave Maria birthday to you because I have a serious, serious, <gasps> serious craziness for Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I love that film. That was three seriouses. Yeah, I, seriously, I, I, I am that guy who at Disneyland or at Disney World will walk past the teacups and sing the lyrics because those that's the song yeah. that goes on. Yeah. and people are wondering which nerd is singing it. So when they see the six foot, two hundred five, ninety five. <laughs> 
bald black guy <laughs> singing a very merry birthday they're like a little freaked out um that one or my other favorite song which i which i sing at the end of my show my solo shows when you wish upon a star that sweet fulfillment of your deepest longings like a boat out of the blue fate steps in and sees you through Upon a star, your dreams come true. Rob asks, how awesome had it been to perform twice with Kermit the Frog? And thanks. And he says, thanks for the tears at your rendition of I'm going to go back there someday. <laughs> you're very welcome. For, you're very welcome for the tears. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite Muppet song of all time. And uh, Kermit, what's funny is the guy who, Rick, Rick Reynolds, who was working on it and doing it, uh, he, he says it's not Kermit because he created a puppet that looks like Kermit because he always knows that Kermit is Jim Henson. So he created a an okay, homage well, my to heart Kermit. Is, yeah, that just hurt my heart a little but bit. But <laughs> he created an homage to Kermit, but his Kermit is very good. And uh, we got to sing together and it was an honor. And he, we talked and told stories. I've got to meet a couple people who got to work with Jim Henson. And I just kind of sit back mm. and just listen to them talk. And it's so funny because the way, fans have looked at me and said, man, you talk about Lynn and Chris Jackson like they're just normal people. And I'm like, because they are. Well, they are. Yeah. But <laughs> when I was talking to Carol Spiney, who is the voice of um, Oscar the Grouch mm-hmm. and Big Bird, and he's like, well, you know, one time I was watching him, Jim and Frank walked in, and I'm like, when you say Jim and Frank, you mean Jim Henson and Frank? <laughs> yeah, like, like you say Jim. Like you he's say Jim. You person. say Jim like he's a normal person. <laughs> Do you know who he is? He's like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, he is. Friend. Boy, owe me five dollars. You know, just kidding. <laughs> it's like you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know. So it was it was fun to be able to do this, but I was also when I. When they asked me to do it, I said, is anybody singing, um, I'm going to go back there someday? And they said, no. I said, I want to do that. I'm going to go back there someday. Come and go with me. It's more fun to share. And I love Gonzo because he I is the too. he's the most fearless <laughs> Muppet. And one of my favorite Gonzo moments in the world is something so stupid. It is in um, the Muppets. Is it is in um, the Great Muppet Caper? Mm-hmm. They're in New York City. Yep. And I always want to do this, but I don't want to do it in real life, so I'll get killed. They couldn't get a taxi. Kermit's going taxi. Fozzie's going taxi. And Gonzo goes, I got it. Taxi! And he throws himself <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> He literally launches himself in the middle of the street and stops to get a taxi. And he goes, you okay? It's fine. I landed on my head. I was like, that is the greatest. Because sometimes so many taxis go by. I just want to literally just taxi and just jump out the middle of the street. And whenever I need to laugh, I will find that clip and just cry. Yeah. And also, I love uh, that particular moment in the movie because that's also where they're singing, oh, a movie. Yeah. And you hear Sweetums go, is there any way to stop it? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> because crap just keeps happening to him. And <laughs> so, don't get me started on the Muppets. I could be here for hours. They are yes. so perfectly self-deferential. Yes. yes. Like they yeah. are just so, oh my God. My father actually uh. was just making fun of me this weekend because my first uh, job that I wanted as a child was to be a taxi driver because on an episode of the Muppet show, Kermit the Frog drove yes. a taxi. Mm-hmm. And so when my family would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And be like, drive a cab like Kermit. <laughs> like Kermit, obviously. Yeah. I'm going to be a cab driver. And they're like, okay, let's maybe think bigger. Yeah. Right. You're like, like, can bigger. I be like, like a really well, angry film be critic? Kermit <laughs> the Frog, everybody. Relax. There, yeah. There's just so many, like I said, we you won't, we, 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 said, we have to move on. There's so many Muppet <laughs> moments, but I, I had I had so much fun singing that song because I remember seeing that movie uh, when I was a kid. I remember the theater it was. It was in Fremont, California. It was called the Fox Theater. My mom took me to, I think, a 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock showing. And I was obsessed with that film. But that moment, the two moments in that film were the Electric Mayhem singing Can You no. Picture That? Oh, the Electric and, Mayhem. Uh, so, and that's been my dream. I've told the Disney people, too. I said, look, guys. <laughs> All I want to do is sing. I don't have to sing with Kermit. I understand that's a certain level sure. of stardom. I said, but I <laughs> want to sing with the electric mayhem. I want Dr. Teeth. Yes, I Janice. I want Zoot. Oh, I Janice. want Janice. Yeah. I want Animal. And I want, you know, I, I just, I, I need, I need them. I need Floyd. I need uh, Floyd to look at me. I need them there. Did you watch The Muppets when it was on ABC? Oh, God, yes. Okay, here's the hard, one of the hardest times I've ever laughed, ever, <laughs> is Pepe the King Prawn. Wow, yeah, okay. Who Ashley and I, the again, okay. in high school, I need the monies, okay? Yes. Hey, okay. Okay on everything. Hey, okay. Yes. Dead bear walking. <gasps> I love champagne. Champagne? What are we celebrating? No champagne. Yeah, champagne. No champagne, that's dead man I... walkings. Dead man walkings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, champagne. Champagne. Oh, forget it. <laughs> For me, it's uh, at the end of a movie, uh, an interview that they did as a DVD extra, where um, <laughs> Pepe is interviewing Kermit. And he says, Kermit, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> Kermit, where are you a frog? <laughs> he says, what? I mean, you could you could be anything and you, where are you a frog? <laughs> and it's the fact that he asks him, he asks Kermit why? the Frog, why are you a <laughs> frog? It's just, it's such as a if he had a question. choice like, and it was... It, just took me out. Yeah, as if he had a choice, but also as if he could defend it too. Yes, right. why are you a frog? Explain why. Why are you not a shrimp? That, like, I, I won't. I won't tell the whole story because I don't. Well, yeah, well. Um, Do it. And my nephew's gonna kill me. When my nephew was a kid, he's sixteen now. He's I still love, a kid. He, yeah, he's still a kid, he's but a kid. he's he's <laughs> taller than me, and he's the most. Uh, he's my heart. And he knows it. Uh, he went right into the room. He was still a toddler, and he says, "I'm negative." And I, we are, and I'm in New York, and my my wife and his sister are there going, "What is he saying?" I'm negative, and we, no one knows what he's saying. No one gets it. And finally, they call me. I'm in New York, and I said, "Babe, what's going on?" She says, speak Disney "She says Mar- Marvin Jr. is you know." So when you have a little brother or a little sister, the right. older kid usually understands what they say. Right. The parents yeah, may not know the kid does. Yeah. Finally, Monique has no idea what this boy is saying, and I hear it on the phone. And this is one of my favorite moments of our whole family history. I'm mega Tevin. We don't understand you. <laughs> Just screaming like emoji clapping. Yes, and I said, "I said, what is happening?" And Dawn says. The boy says he's watched something on the Muppets and he do- we don't know what he's saying. And I said, put him on the phone. What are you talking about? And they're saying he was watching the Muppets Wizard of Oz and he keeps going, I'm negative. And I was like, babe, I know what he's saying. She says, what? You know what he's saying? I was like, yes, I know what he's saying. Ashanti didn't, Ashanti's Toto was a pet, was a prawn. But when they got to Oz, it turned into Pepe, and Pepe gets up and goes, and I'm naked, okay? <laughs> so the term, the term megativid in my house now means naked. Naked, okay? I'm and naked, I'm okay? Megativid. So we will. So we we, we always said we like, yo, don't be coming out of the bathroom, megativid. <laughs> and it's it's probably a shot for that, but it cracks me up because megativid has become this thing, and our friends know it. Like for uh, our, our friends, megativid, megativid, because I'm megativid. I follow Pepe on Twitter, so I'm just letting you guys know. And I do too. And I, what's hilarious is that they made him like a ladies' man. He's yeah. like, he said, "This is what yeah. I'm wearing for my day tonight." Okay, and I'm yeah, like, because okay. it, it's he's. <laughs> They've made many Muppets, but sometimes <laughs> the Muppet just him. hits. He and just clicked. Pepe yeah. just and clicked. And he has just a necklace that weighs more than he does, you can tell. Yeah. And he wears it well. And I love it. <laughs> and I also loved it because Rolf, I'm a dog oh, person. No. I love Rolf. I love Rolf. But Rolf, um, 
in the ABC version of the Muppets, Kermit was upset about something. Yes. Something was wrong. And so he went to Rolf's bar and Rolf <laughs> said, this always makes me feel better. And he handed him an old shoe. That's... <laughs> because when dogs need to feel better, they yes. chew old shoes. And Kermit I... was like, hey, thanks. Ralph, they were, they were still on Muppets, told you. Uh, <laughs> Arsenio Hall, when he was at his height, he had Jim Henson on. Mm-hmm. And he asked Jim to bring out, you know, two of the Muppets. And he brought out, of course... His first Muppet, which was Ralph. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say the one that he became famous with on the, uh, I can't remember what the show was. It was that black and white show where he became famous with Ralph. Yep. And then, of course, he brought out Kermit, but he brought out Ralph first. We brought, he brought out Kermit, I mean, uh, Ralph second. And he puts Ralph on and immediately gets into character. But when Ralph turns, he goes, hey, Ralph. He goes, hey, Jim. I see you all. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and he goes, can you cuss? He goes, yeah, yeah. Well, with me, that, that that's a term of endearment. <laughs> And I was like, that was the coolest oh way for the God. Muppets to cuss, but also the smartest way. It was so clever. Such a genius. It was just perfect. Move on, move on. We'll totally. be here forever. Can I ask you a question about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes, you can. Oh, yes. And also, um, sorry, I have to say, Molly is going to ask the same question. Right. Basically, what's it like to be on Unbreakable Kimmy yes, Schmidt? Yes, I was going to ask continue. what it's like to be on the show and also... Um, how much fun was it in the past season to dress up to basically be <laughs> the man be, who plays one uh, of the children in Matilda that, when they go to school? In Wednesday, what's really funny about that particular thing is when I um, when I auditioned for the show, I, I kind of saw how the character was what seemed to be on the page. And I went, I want to do that, but I want to do something different because I knew if I got it, I'd be playing opposite Titus. Right. And I was like, what is the opposite of Titus? Because Titus is so nice. And (laughs) I was like, what if I played him as the most tight-ass conceited, (laughs) one of those actors that all of us who are in the arts see. And you think, yeah, it's true. Because you you see these actors who think they're actually acting. Right. So for those of you who don't know, you you play Titus's like rival. I play play Coriolanus Burke. Coriolanus Burke. A man whose name I won't mention, Coriolanus Burke. Burke. (laughs) Who who seems to be getting jobs, but there's always something slightly off. You're like his main competition. I'm his main competition. You're full of shit. Totally full of it. And what's funny is there's always something off about the jobs that Coriolanus gets. He's on Broadway, but... But he is in the matinee playing a child in Matilda. You <laughs> on know, his things knees. Like on his knees. It was the high, most high-waisted skirt. When they brought the, the costume to me, and I, well, actually, when I read the script, I fell out. But when they brought the costume, when they showed me the wig, there were two wigs they had. We put that one on first, and we all went, no, that's it. There yeah. was no need and to. There was no need, yeah, no need to put There was no one. need to change. There was oh, no need to God, change. It's so, good. so the first time I'm on, you know, we, there's too many Spider Man, and that was. <laughs> yep. And the second time I'm on, I'm doing a one man show where I yep. turn myself into a cat. <laughs> and the second time, on stage, I the, love on all stage, the. It's yes. The, yeah. It's the. It's just most you turn your back. Amount of time. Yes. It's the perfect right. And I, what I love about the what I love about it is not me in that scene. Yes. I love the fact that I turn into a cat and you see that one person in the audience walk just away. Just get away. It's just a shut up. So basically, there's only one person in the audience, and that person gets up and walks out, and that. That is one of my favorite moments. But when they talked about the Matilda moment, first of all, I am a huge, huge fan of Matilda. Yeah, show. it was awesome. When I saw oh. the show, I lost my mind because I could not believe that they did all of those I that one song yeah. with all of the word with all of the every letter of the alphabet. Oh my was god, the start that was ridiculous. Word. I've never seen anything also, like that. That was so cool. Leslie Margarita is one of the most talented females in the history of life. And I also feel that there is not a stage big enough or enough or there's enough there's not enough scenery for the two of us to be in a show together because we would chew it so much. If they were allowed <laughs> Leslie and I to be together, we are always in a show together, but never together because they know <laughs> no one is going to follow. You guys, I don't give a damn. Point I'm at me serious. I don't care who it is. You put Leslie Margarita and myself on a stage, oh. and no one is following no. us unless they are Audra McDonald and Brian Stokes Mitchell. Because that sounds about right. We are going the only to people. eat up that stage, and then the world yeah. would explode. Yeah, and then because everything would just. We're also big Muppet fans. She loves Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy is one of her favorite. You at you on Miss Piggy. You will be here. You'll be here all night. And I love it. And I was like, you know, to to be a, to let that character, um, Coralinus Burt, even be around that world of Matilda, right, was awesome. And also, <laughs> I, when they said Matilda, I was like, that is so perfect because it was one of those great physical comedian moments of yeah. the juxtaposition of me being as big as I am, yeah. 
and being in that little outfit. The I, it was were just amazing. Amazing. and the sneakers. The, oh. I think my favorite part of it. Well, one, I think when I had I had recently seen Matilda right before it closed, and you know I was just like super impressed by all of it. But then I couldn't just stop picturing you on the swings. <laughs> that's the thing, and I and mean that's when I, all I could I picture so as hard. I'm I, watching you like kneel like and then when they're like places the and then you just get better funny, i also i, I, I want to say to the fans thank you because i i knew it was funny and everybody when we were recording it we were uh, we were filming it, i should say everybody was laughing oh, and i i really hoped that the audience would would dig it and oh. literally i am in one scene of that season and so many people have talked about that and I, so I, I say thank you so yeah well that's what you do you bring joy to so many people all the time you Thanks. really are i'm not i'm not bullshitting you really you are a literal ray of light. You are everything you do. You do 150 zillion million percent. And um, thank you so much for doing everything that Please, you do. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for coming here and course, hanging out. Hanging out. out. We had the best time. We're going to turn the AC on. All right. Then. We're going to take some pictures. Sounds good. Uh, thank so you guys long, heat dome. so much for listening. Ash, <laughs> peace out, dude. Oh, team winter. Hashtag. Oct nov des. That's so funny. O C T. Nice. N O V D E. It works more I, as a hashtag. No, that's I got why it. Don't say the I got it. Out loud. Yep. That's why. Yeah. That's why you hashtag. don't say them out loud. Yeah. You just. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you guys. so much for being here, Ashley. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. I am G Pen. I'm A Graph. And I am J M I. Ooh. the podcast go to patreon.com slash the hamilcast you can get access to the closed facebook group where you can submit questions for upcoming guests get behind the scenes access live ama videos and other cool rewards my gratitude for the patreon peeps is through the roof and always will be the hamilcast.com is the home of all your podcast needs including episodes guest bios and my hamil reference heavy and extensive notes on the churnout chapters that i insist on calling chirpters sorry about that You can listen to episodes anywhere you get your podcasts, but I'm just saying if you really loved it, you would subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for the podcast on social media, it couldn't be easier. At the Hamilcast on all the things. I'm at Jillian with a G on all social media, and you can check out The Residuals, my web series with Mike, you know Mike, at theresiduals.tv, and my true crime podcast with Patrick Hines of Theater People at truecrimeobsessed.com. Thank you again for listening to The Hamilcast. I'll talk to you in five seconds on Twitter. (laughs) 